Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Life Plus Up is a podcast dedicated in making your life better by achieving success in three core components of life: personal, financial, and career. In each episode, we'll be bringing some of the most positive and inspiring news, followed by introducing programs to help out with personal finance. We'll coach you some professional skills to help you advance in your career, and be your resources for a better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday by follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or much more. At the end of each episode, I will answer some of the questions from our listeners. So if you have a question, please email me or DM me on Instagram, or just by clicking on the voice link listed in the description. Remember, if you find this podcast informative and helpful, please share with someone that you think this can help. So now, let's have a great show. In one hour, you will be your first meeting with a new team as their leader. For the first time since the promotion, you realize that you are no longer working in a small team with peers, but as a leader of a department. You are nervous, and your palm is sweating. You review the meeting agendas over and over again. You ask yourself, "What if they don't like me? What if they doubt me? What if my message?" Doesn't get across to them. What if I am not able to communicate with them effectively? Welcome to episode thirty-three: How to be an effective communicator to succeed at work. Guide to understand types of communication style and how to interact. First, I want to thank all the listeners and friends of the podcast for all your heartwarming birthday wishes last week during our hiatus. While this year sure has been different, but it is times like these that remind us the importance of support and encouragement, and I'm truly humble for all of that. As we are beginning to see our country getting back to some form of normalcy, let us not forget about millions of families out there that are currently going through a hard time due to the pandemic. So, if you want to jump in and help these families by supporting them with food, groceries. And other essentials, please visit the site in our show description, which is family-to-family.org, to donate. Remember, you can also support by simply sharing the site with your circles, and collectively we can make a difference. If you live in New York City and you would like to support our neighbors, please visit foodbanknyc.org. And lend them a helping hand. And once again, the sites are also in the show description. Now, as many of the listeners know, we have recently launched our very own online publication, Life Business Insider. Recently, we have also added a few more writers to our team, and we have new sessions such as writers and bloggers, arts and poetry, and even food and travel. On our publication. 
we have our weekly show notes to each of our episodes, along with some homemade recipes and some of the best poems from some of the best minds. Remember, those links are all in our podcast description. Now, we have recently also launched our Patreon page, which you'll be able to find more resources to help you to get a plus up in life. On our Patreon page, you'll be able to learn the benefits such as our networking events, one-on-one coaching, special episodes, and much more. Now, with all that being said, I would like to kick off our episode with some positive and inspiring news. Today, our news is being brought to you by CNN The Good Stuff, written by Scott Andrew. The headline is, A wrongfully convicted man freed after 36 years is now an America's Got Talent's favorite. The new seasons of America's Got Talent already has a frontrunner, and his episode hasn't even aired yet. But he got a story and a voice for all the ages. Archie Williams spent 36 years in a Louisiana prison for a rape he did not commit. One year after he was freed, he wooed the reality show judges with a moving rendition of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. While in prison, he said he performed and catch episodes of the show he Sunday auditioned for, seeing save him from succumbing to the darkness of his situation. I watch America's Got Talent in prison, and I will visualize myself there, he said before his audition. I always desired to be on stage like this, and now I am here. He spent nearly 37 years in prison. When a white woman in Benton Road, Louisiana, was raped and stabbed in 1982, she repeatedly identified Williams as her rapist. Williams, then 22, said he was home asleep at the time of the assault and his fingerprints weren't found on the scene. But as a poor black kid, he didn't have the economic ability to fight the state of Louisiana, he said in an interview before his performance. In 1983, he was convicted for attempted murder, aggravated rape, and aggravated burglary and sentenced to life in prison without parole, according to the National Registry of Exonerations. After more than a decade in Louisiana State Penitentiary, a maximum security prison with a violent reputation, the Innocence Project took up his case. Repeatedly, the legal nonprofit requested DNA testing and fingerprints comparison that will prove Williams' innocence. Finally, in March 2019, Williams' fingerprints were submitted to a powerful fingerprint ID system. And finally, it was proven that a man who committed other sexual assaults in the neighborhood was responsible for the crimes Williams was convicted of, according to the registry. That month, Williams' charges were dismissed, and at age of 58, he was finally free. The judges were stunned when Williams shared his story, and when he completed his affecting addition, all four of them, plus those in the audience, rose to give him an standing ovation. I will never ever listen to that song the same way after you sang that, Judge Simon Cowell told him. This is an addition I will never forget for the whole of my life, Archie. Cowell followed judges Howie Mandel, 
Heidi Klum, and Sofia Vergara all voted to send him onto the next round of competition. Williams' edition will be airing on Tuesday at 8 p.m. when the new seasons of American's Got Talent premiere on NBC. So here at Light Plus Up, we want to thank you, Archie, for showing us the utmost positive attitude toward life. You did not let the unfairness of the world take you down, but instead you choose to be a beacon of light. For that, we thank you. Now, we definitely hope that you will continue to be successful in the American Scott Talent, and I urge everyone to give Archie the support, as he truly deserves it. Now, let's, our second story is brought to you by Fox News, written by Michael Ruiz. The headline is, Good Samaritans in South Carolina recover $1,300 blowing down highway, help return it to owner. Two good Samaritans recover a total of $1,300 blowing down a South Carolina highway Tuesday morning and helped return the cash to the elderly person who had just lost it, authorities said. Linwood Woody Smith and Jonathan Omar Salvador found the money blowing along the Highway 17 in Georgetown County at around 10.30 a.m., the sheriff's office wrote in the Facebook post. As a result of their quick and honest action, the money was returned to the elderly owner who was actively searching for it. The post reads, To thank the duo, the sheriff's office proclaimed them honest men and posted a picture of them smiling alongside of the patrol vehicle. Community members praised the two men, including a few people who apparently already knew them. Wouldn't expect anything different from Uri, wrote one user named Del Hewitt. It's unclear how the victim dropped the money, but they may have been shopping at a farmer's market nearby. The act of kindness comes as many people around the country are struggling with unemployment, layoff, shorter business due to the coronavirus. Now, right here at Life Plus Up, we really want to thank Udi and also Jonathan for showing us that in time of disparity, like now, your kindness and also your Good Samaritan Act really become an inspiration for all of us to stay true to our own ethic and code. Now for that, we thank you too. So let's go ahead and take a short break before we get into our main segments. Welcome back. Now let me ask all of you, what is communication? Some will say it is when a person engages in transferring information to another. Others will say it is a means of sending and receiving data. In fact, these are all correct answers. According to Webster Dictionary, communication means the act of imparting, conferring, or delivering from one to another. However, the best definition of communication, in my perspective, is best explained by Sir Peter Ustinov, a legendary filmmaker, actor, and writer. He stated, communication is the art of being understood. Very true. In the world of business, the ability to communicate often dictates the success of the individual. If an individual with remarkable ideas but fail to deliver to the others, 
these ideas often never see the light of day. However, if an individual who is excellent communicator but full of horrible thoughts, the damages to the world is unimaginable. Just think about how many world leaders in our modern history that lead thousands to death due to inaccurate information or the spread of fear. From this example, it's apparent that communication is one of the keys to success. For over 15 years, as a life coach, I dedicated myself to helping others to succeed in personal, financial, and career. I have seen many individuals succeeded and also exceeded all expectations with their teams because how effective their communications were. I have also seen many professionals fail because they weren't able to communicate effectively. However, each individual is different. How do you determine what is the best way to communicate? To communicate effectively, first, you have to know what are the different types of communication styles and how to interact with them accordingly. Let's start off with the first one, the passive communicator. Have you ever heard your coworkers or friends said, I don't really mind. It's not really a big deal. I just want to keep it peaceful. If your answer is yes, then you are dealing with a passive communicator. Passive communicators are individuals who are less likely to express their thoughts, ideas, emotions, and needs publicly. They tend to act indifferent, less interested, and in ability to reject or oppose. In the minds of passive communicators, they believe that their opinion doesn't really matter, and no one genuinely cares about what they have to say. Their lack of ability to communicate outward often leads to misunderstandings, conflicts, resentment, and withdrawal. Since passive communicators tend to be very shy from communicating outward, they are often the least noticeable among the group to be identified. How do you spot a passive communicator since they don't express outward? The method of identifying a passive communicator lies within the question itself. If you want to spot a passive communicator along with a group, try to look for individuals who aren't really participating in the conversation. They also tend to demonstrate their communication style through a lack of eye contact, lack of attention, and poor body posture that appears to object silently that their feelings when considered. Other signs of passive communicators are apologetic manner and self-demoting attitude. Another sign to tell you if you have a passive communicator on the team is through the monitor of their performance. Since they often agree on the surface to avoid conflict but object internally, it is not unusual to see that the deadline is being missed. Lack of enthusiasm in task and even neglect of assignments. Since passive communicators avoid confrontation, how do you interact with them so you guys can achieve success together at work? Whether it is at work or in personal life, you will encounter individuals that are passive communicators. To interact with them, you will have to approach through their perspectives. 
since they often feel that their opinions are matter or self-demoting, you have to show them that you care and value them. When interacting with passive communicators, you have to listen more and never interrupt. Show them that you are listening through paraphrasing and summary of after they speak. Beware of your nonverbal language as they are highly alerted to any signs of disagreement or disinterest. Always praise and reinforce positively after they express their thoughts and emotions so you can build their confidence. Alas, resolve any conflicts immediately and fairly as passive communicators tend to hold their emotions in which can be more damaging toward a relationship in the long run. Now let's talk about the second type, aggressive communicator. Do you know someone who is always yelling in the office? Or maybe a coworker who often get very defensive during a conversation? Better yet, how about managers who will always stare down their team and often using a demanding tone? If you know someone like that, you have just encountered an aggressive communicator. Aggressive communicators are individuals who communicate through aggressive manners. They like to get their points across by emphasizing through aggressive and demanding tone. They tend to communicate through aggressive body language, such as an intense eye contact, getting close to their audience, utilizing big hand movements, and mostly just rude in general senses. They often attack, blame, criticize, command, or even threaten just to ensure that their voices are heard. Unlike passive communicators, people who are communicating with aggressive styles are very easy to detect and often a challenge to interact with. If you have an aggressive communicator on your team, it is always advisable to approach with strategies to ensure the chemistry of your team. First, never take any comments personally and always remain calm to avoid escalation. Aggressive communicators, they want confrontation. They believe that the only way to get their thoughts across is through a triumph in a conflict. If you escalate the situation, your message will definitely be lost and even negatively impact your brand among other team members as they will view you as another aggressor. Like what Miguel Angel Luis, a famous Mexican author say, don't take anything personally. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. That's very true. When interacting with an aggressive communicator, always stand your ground professionally. Set boundaries. Fair consequences to compel respect and cooperation. Always utilize assertive and effective conversation style to move on the conversation positively. If needed, have an intervention or closed-door meeting just to see the purpose of their actions. Remember, the key is to remain calm and flexible. Just like the old Chinese saying, if you encounter a rock and you counter back with a rock, both will break. If you absorb the rock like a pond of water, the rock will just sink 
and the pond will still remain calm. Now let's talk about the third type, passive aggressive communicator. This is a little tricky. Do you know someone at work that likes to spread rumors behind others' back? How about a friend that tends to give the silent treatment to others once a while to voice their unhappiness? Better yet, how about a person that appears to be two-faced? Passive-aggressive communicators appear to be passive on the surface and voiced for peace, but often show their dissatisfaction and real emotions through other expressions that's hard to detect. Unlike the passive communicator, passive-aggressive individuals know what their thoughts and feelings are. They know what makes them unhappy, and they tend to build up their resentment over time and then act out in a subtle and secret way. Since their facial expression and verbal communication often conflict with their real thoughts and emotions, spotting them might be very difficult. Some visible signs of passive-aggressive communicators are their lack of open communication with another, or what people call cold shoulder. They will often agree on the surface, but do the total opposite. Unlike the passive communicators, you don't monitor passive-aggressive people's results, but you want to watch out for their activities instead. If they disagree with your methods, they will agree to follow, but try to achieve the results in their own ways. On occasions, their response shows a similar manner as well. For example, passive-aggressive communicator will say things like, okay, I will do it, but don't be surprised if it doesn't work out. See, that's a passive-aggressive statement. Interact with a passive-aggressive communicator takes strategic planning as they may appear to be persuaded on the surface, but disagreeing with you underneath. When interacting with such individuals, always remember to avoid taking the bait. Like, thank you, in an unpleasant tone to provoke a response. Always stay to the content, but not the words that they try to use to stop you from giving you the message. Be assertive in your information instead of beating around the bushes, as they will try to do in order to avoid conflict. Understand your audience and avoid taking comments personally. Alas, always make sure that your reaction is appropriate to the current situation instead of utilizing past experiences as a base of response. Remember, when engaging a passive-aggressive communicators, Always be objective. Assertive communicator. Do you have a friend that is charismatic and often starts up an open conversation without overbearing? How about a leader that has no problem voicing their concern and promote the exchange of ideas? These individuals who can communicate effectively are the assertive communicators. That would be our last type, the assertive communicator. They are known to be the most effective communicators. They are able to express their thoughts, emotions, and needs while inviting dialogues from others. They are open to communication and exchange of ideas and emotions while concerning for others. They are individuals who often use the word I 
or we as statements. For example, I'm concerned about the progress of the project, or we are in this together. Let us figure out a way to push the project forward. These are individuals who are assets to the team and tend to be a positive force to push toward a common goal. So when interacting with assertive individuals, you just have to be honest and direct. They will create an atmosphere for open dialogues and encourage others to share their opinion while valuing them. My advice will be learn from such individuals and communicate candidly to achieve a common goal. Always allow yourself to voice your emotions and needs when interacting with assertive communicator as they will respect and value you. Remember, great things happen when teams communicate effectively and embrace on one another. Like I said before, throughout my career, I encounter many individuals who are successful because how effective their communications are. I have also seen many individuals fail to reach the potential because their inability to communicate with their team. Everyone's different, like I said before, and their communication style varies. The key to success at work can be determined by the ability to determine the best way to communicate. To be effective, one has to know the different type of communication styles and how to interact with them correctly. So next time when you are joining a meeting, how will you communicate effectively? All right. I hope everyone liked the episode. And thank you very much for tuning in. As now we're going to go into our mailbag sessions. We do have quite a few mailbag pile up since that I have not been able to use this section for some times. So our first question is actually from one of our listeners here in New York. Kevin, happy birthday. I know that you're on hiatus last week. Now, I know that Father's Day is coming up and you have been posting around wine clubs. What are your favorite wines? That's actually a very good question. I will say, first of all, thank you for asking. And second of all, I like all wines. There's really no difference to me because I feel every single bottle is the winemakers, they actually put all their hearts, blood, and soul into it. And we all know the wine is alive. It will slowly mature in the bottle. So when you are drinking it, it's really absorbing the life force in your body and carry on. And those are very meaningful. And many can tell you that each bottle of wine really come with different history and also different determination. It is not an easy business. I myself have visited multiple wineries and then I have seen how those people harvest, how harsh the climates can be sometimes, and how all your hard work of the whole year can go down the drain when the climate decides to act against you. So yes, the price of wine sometimes can be pretty expensive, but I can also say that it shows that that particular bottle have a lot of people putting their hard work into it. And to me, there's nothing better than drinking a history out of the bottle, right? Now let's go to our second questions. Hi, Kevin. I see that you have actually introduced a book from Garland Vince. When are you going to go ahead and interview him? That's a very good question. Thank you for asking. We do have an appointment set for interviewing Dr. Garland Vince. And here I would like to use this time as a promotion to let you guys know that in upcoming weeks, we'll be diving into his book 
and see how we'll be able to unbusy ourselves and really start to enjoy. So stay tuned. Don't jump the gun yet, but I bet it will be a very fun episode to listen to. Now, with that being said, I want to remind all the listener once again for visiting our show description to find the link to the charity organizations to really put a helping hand to those who are in need. Remember, like we said before, we're all in this together, and we can only pass this pandemic as a team. Now I will see all of you next Wednesday at Light Plus Up. So stay safe, stay healthy. As we're wrapping up this episode, I want to thank and remind all the listeners that in the description you'll be able to find the overview of our contents, the links to positive news and resources, and most importantly, the show notes that I publish on Medium. Our music are being brought by Scott Holmes from scottholmesmusic.com. And if you have a question for my guests or for myself. Please email me at podcastlifeplusup at gmail dot com, or find me on Instagram, or simply by clicking on the voice link in the description. If you find this podcast informative and helpful, please follow and subscribe through your favorite podcast platform, and share with someone that you really think this can help. If you want to support, please leave us a five star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or simply by clicking on the donation button. Now we'll see you all next Wednesday. Until then, remember: success without fun never lasts, and fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and a successful podcast together. <laughs>